end of season two. How does it feel? It feels great. I was reflecting on how fun this is to just do a podcast like this, and I'm I'm really happy that we are. Um, so, how's it feeling for you? What's what's cooking? We never do this. We never speak about like, oh, what are you up to this weekend or what? Like, but I think it's funny uh, that we get this little space to just chit chat a little bit. So, yeah. what are you up to? Are you going? You're going on holiday now, right? I am, yes, by the time this is going out, I will be going off on holiday, going back to England for a couple of weeks, Christmas and New Year, looking forward to spending some time with the family. Fabulous. And then back to grey, hopefully snowcast Sweden in January um, for 2023, Jacob. Yeah, 2023, that's crazy. Um the year of transformation is that 2023 is that when we we see all of these crazy developments sort of take hold and it feels like it right now right now it feels like 2024 is going to be a vastly different space than we are what we see right now it does feel like that i guess you're making me think we've got that joy of the whole predictions for 2023 coming out right now haven't we all the management consultancies will be all right yeah releasing their reports of Fun. what trends to expect in 2023 I think that the trend for 2023 is we've seen nothing yet. <laughs> it's just going to be a massive, like now people have built all these play tools with everything, like the machine learning stuff. But like machine learning is really going to transform stuff. And my hope is that we can, like at the end of 2023, we have a better understanding, like all of us, you and me and all our listeners on what machine learning is and what it can do. Yeah, and then robotics as well. Yeah. There's so much seems to be so much more talk about how robotics is going to be necessary for the economy with labor shortages and aging populations. It seems like we're really maturing around our usage of machine learning and robotics and the combination of those things in embodied AI. I thought the article that you sent me the other day really summarized my feeling and it is it's it is funny. Uh, basically the article was it the guardian it no the, the times, times. Yeah. the times yeah um and they 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 the basic highlight is that the tougher restrictions on immigration is going to lead to a bigger need for automation um so i think one takeaway from that is no matter what we do we won't get any more like steel mill workers it'll it's just we're on a trajectory where Automation is the only way forward. And hopefully all that wealth that can be created from that. And that's something that has been brought up during this season, if we want to just like sneak peek into the discussion for today. But talking a little bit about that, like how do we finance the public space, for example, when automation is doing a lot of the work? That's one trend that I think we're going to see more discussions on that in 2023. Yeah, I really do think. And that kind of government level discussions, because to have this transformation, we need governments to be leading and leading on the investment and creating the environment where this change can happen. That specific article from the Times, the Sunday Times, was specifically talking about the UK and it compared uh, industrial robotics 
uh, number of machines, I think it even was, per worker, something like that, um, in the UK compared to Japan, which was top and miles ahead. But even compared to Sweden, actually significantly further ahead in terms of numbers. And saying, if you, if the UK is going to continue down this line of reducing immigration, they have the consequence of that is we've got to really start investing more in industrial robotics because that labor needs to be done. And clearly we haven't been investing enough. No, and I think it's it's interesting also when we speak to people uh, about what types of jobs are we actually automating. And there is, to me, it seems like a big emphasis on dangerous, laborious, cognitively demanding, like, you know, moving numbers from an Excel sheet to another Excel sheet, stuff like that, that like it requires you to be awake, mm. but it's very laborious and it takes a lot of time. Stuff like that, stuff that isn't necessarily healthy mm. is being automated at an extreme pace. And we are going to see other stuff being automated as well, but... I think it's that dull, dangerous or dirty are the first, yeah. really, aren't they? That's yeah. where we are really seeing a lot, um, a lot happening very quickly. I mean, something we've been talking about as well, uh, Jacob, is um, the policy side is in- becoming increasingly obvious that that is a crucial part of mm. the the equation for 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 when and how all these things are going to happen. And I, I I wonder. Well, something we've we've talked about looking at in season three, actually, isn't it? Is about how different countries are approaching this yeah. at a politics level. I mean, you, also different, like ideological parts, like parties and things, people like that, uh, politicians. What what are their views? That's something that we've been talking about, yeah, for sure. And that's really important that these people that set policy understand what automation is and what what it can do and what the dangers are. I mean, take surveillance as one Mm. highly automatable Mm. field. It's really important that policymakers take their responsibility to learn what's possible and what the dangers are. Definitely. I think something that is, you know, it's the classic, isn't there? It's the five-year term, four-year term, five-year yeah. term in politics. So they only really care about the next election is the criticism given a lot of politicians. Now this is really becoming something that's coming into that four or five-year time frame. So hopefully there's more attention given to it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. See. No, but I, I, I'm sure it will because it will become so obvious for for everyone that this is happening and i think the sort of purpose for this podcast is to highlight that need for doing automation and robotics in a conscious and positive way so we don't just leave things as and and let the chips fall as they may that's not what we want to do we, we really want a disaster wanna... if we do that oh, yeah, <laughs> we feel so strongly about really that. dangerous <laughs> uh, i mean I, I feel that we we sort of circle around that the both of us when we speak outside of the podcast that we're really hopeful and sort of really i guess appreh- apprehensive a little yeah. bit if things just fall then it can be really dystopian but okay. generally i feel very positive about 
the changes that are possible due to these um, transformations. It's such an exciting space to be it to is. be involved in, isn't it? Jacob, just turning our backwards uh, mm-hmm. to season two, the season just gone. It started in August and it's been every week until December. So quite a few episodes, I can't remember off yeah. the top of my head. Which which of the episodes, which of the guests have, have stood out to you the most? I think I have to say this is a recent episode, so that might have something to do with it. But an episode that I've really had a lot of help from, uh, I've been able to take some of the concepts from that episode and really internalize it and use it in my day-to-day work is when we spoke to uh, Paula Doyle, the chief digital officer at AcroBP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she talked a lot about uh, different things. Sustainability is one thing, uh, but digital transformation. And one thing that really stood out to me was when she talked about the importance of having a really good management vision when doing digital infrastructure projects. So if you have a project that isn't necessarily like you can't make one business case for one customer and that will sort of pay for the endeavor but having clean data and and a good system for taking care of your infrastructure digitally is so important if we want to do cool stuff and she really helped articulate that Uh, instead of me sort of telling you what she said i'll just play a clip for you people think that technology alone will sell it and basically what you're what you're asking Jacob is how do you sell the vision to somebody and if you just go in talking about like technology and infrastructure you won't you won't sell the vision great Jacob yeah and if you want to listen to that whole episode with Paula it's episode 13 season 2 highly recommend listening to that episode so David have you had any episode that stood up for you Honestly, it's really difficult, Jacob. I've I've had so many interesting reflections having listened back to the podcast and then just inspiration whilst recording them as well. So I find it really difficult. But one that has stood out for me is episode five with Matthias Alrink. Uh, Matthias has such great experience from Toyota Material Handling and ABB. He talks the way that someone does who really has great experience in this he has the scars he's got the bruises from these on the surface great potential but then he's run into the difficulty so he's great to listen to and some of the lessons that he brings from those years of experience have been things I've referred back to and also an episode that I've encouraged people to listen to because I've benefited so much from listening back to it so that episode with Matthias Alring. Um, And it kind of touches on as well this potential we're seeing, first of all, in the industrial space, but also bleeding out of this combination of physical and digital. And he talks really compellingly about how originally the robots on the factory floor, I think he calls them like tigers in a cage. But we're really seeing now that they're becoming more about collaboration. And what does that mean for the robots? What does that mean for the way that we build the robots but also what does it mean for the workers and the people who are collaborating with these and then a great quote which we'll play now is where he just reflects on some of the 
things he's seen in these these big uh, transformational pieces of work where it always comes down to data doesn't it and he talks about the attitude he's seen towards data and it really captures for me some of the regular problems we see with these big industrial transformations i mean a lot of companies in my opinion go into uh, iot or, or industry 4.0 or data science with the approach that will collect all the data we put all of it in a data lake and yeah then we start to figuring out what to use it for afterwards but first just make sure we collect everything and and in my opinion uh, uh, it might be an unfair analogy, but I, I'm usually I say like, oh yeah, that's great. I I tried to take a backup of internet because I would have like really good loading times, right? That's awesome. I, I mean, it's this has been a really hard exercise. We we uh, sat before the episode and we said, okay, we have to choose one each that we can sort of talk about. But in all honesty. That's really hard. For for every episode, every guest that we've spoken to, I have moved a little bit in my understanding and my way of communicating around digital, around robotics, and around automation. Um, it, it's actually fabulous to have the opportunity to speak to all of these people. Um, so before David forced me to choose one, I made a little bit of a list. We have sort of three themes that pop out. And we had Anastasia and Peter from Viziba. That was an early episode um, where they spoke about startups and how new technology can be used to make things better. And also we had Matthias from Big Blue on that same theme. It's really interesting to get these like, okay, we have an issue and we just start a company to try and solve that. And yeah turns out that automation is often a big part of doing that. Definitely. So there's this startup space where obviously there's lots of some of the great transformational AI automation is coming from startups. Like, so it's really interesting to see what's coming up there, but also to speak to the people working in this space at startups or scale-ups mm. to, to understand what are the challenges they're working with and yeah. how, how they're doing it. It's really, really interesting. Totally agree. And then we had the episodes with Mark Fontaine and Dee Seaver. Um, and those really helped me ground some of these things in design. And I think that's one thing that we want to focus in on is to keep that connection with design us being service designers, I think, how can we use that methodology and that way of thinking to really facilitate change in a, in a good way, positive way? Um, we want to design these initiatives, basically. Absolutely. So. And like, I, I, yeah, find it really, as you say, really hard to pick a favorite because actually those two you mentioned there with D. Siva and Mark Fontaine, I mean, some of the conversations with Mark about what the future held for us as designers with automation yeah. and AI was just super interesting. And then hearing from Dee about how she works at Philips Healthcare as a designer working in uh, an IoT, um, Internet of Things healthcare uh, company and how she applies design and how she practically works in that way 
was really enlightening for me as well. So I agree that design perspective has been great this season. Yeah. And then we have Paula and Matthias that we've already played clips from uh, here. But I mean, their their observations are so sharp and you can really tell, as you said, that they are on the front lines and have been for a while now. And they really, really know how to sort of do that implementation of yeah. big transformation stuff. I mean, I'd pay big money to just listen to these people, honestly. The, the, the advice they can give from their years of experience, it's so valuable. So Absolutely. I mean, that's been an extreme benefit for us. And I hope, and I, actually, we've gotten some really, really, really great feedback on all of these episodes with yeah. people uh, from different spaces. We've gotten so good feedback on our guests and, and it's been really really uh yeah a really cool feeling to to be able to transmit that to to you guys listening so i guess a big thank you to all the guests in season two amazing something else we tried in season two for the first time jacob was dtrr news designing the robot revolution news how have you found that i mean that's been a real playground that has been like when we did our first episodes last season, where we had no idea what we were doing, and we've just tried out a format that was quite different from what we've done before. Um, one reflection is I feel like some of the people that don't maybe necessarily have the time to listen to the full format guest episodes have really enjoyed the news segments because they're kind of short, they're kind of... A little bit snappier, maybe, sometimes. Um, a, a lot more scripted. Uh, and doing that has been really fun for me. Uh, it, I think we've upped our production game through doing those. Yeah, I, I think it attracts a slightly different audience as well. Um, my mum, for example. Yeah. Really enjoys the DTR news. Oh, nice. She finds the, <laughs> she Shout finds... out to David's mum, though. <laughs> that, that's great. Thank you for know, listening. The... The whole kind of uh, industrial robotics and the more kind of working business side of it is yeah. is maybe a bit not so interesting for my mum. But hearing about the more general uh, right. things and the news and what's coming, I think it is more accessible to a wider audience. And actually, that is something we want to do, isn't it? Because going back to what we said at the beginning, if we're going to be conscious about this AI robot revolution, rather than just letting the cards fall where they do, we need greater awareness and so i think that's been something for me that it, these news um stories are have wider interest i'd say yeah i mean double tapping into what we spoke about earlier with with policy uh just because we talk about policy and and ai all the time but if people don't know what to ask for it's really hard to affect politicians to do what we want them to do right we have to understand first and then we can ask them to mm -hmm. sort of enact policies that are in our interest. Um, and I, I, I really hope that, that helps. For me, it does help. Having that fixed time every other week to create these new stories. Um, and yeah, knowing where they are, I can find that information, basically. I can go back to our episodes and it's like refresh myself if I forget it. But having that opportunity to, to understand it uh, again, internalize it a little bit really helps me stay on top of it. 
Yeah, well, we're kind of on alert for news stories, aren't we? And we're capturing ones as we're going yeah. and texting each other during the week with different stories. And it's it's been great. I really yeah. want to c- continue with that. But if I was to force you, Jacob, to pick one news story that really stands out to you from season two, what would you say? For, for me, that one is really easy, actually. Um, when I was thinking about this before, the the healthy voice episode... Uh, that story on how we can recognize different diseases depending on the, the, the sound of our voices. So an algorithm can listen to our voices and compare that to other voices that has certain diseases connected to them and make a prediction that we should go to the doctor and look at a certain diagnosis. Um it's not necessarily that specific use case, but the more general trend of diseases being looked at with these new tools. We have Parkinson, we have ALS, we have cancer, we have a lot of uncurable diseases that are awful to live with these days. Uh, but I have a feeling that that might not be the case within... 10 to 15 years, I think we can be in a completely different space when it comes to this. And that is, like, if I can wish for something, that is, and then that would be that we have enough research going into this because I, I, it just blows my mind, the potential for, for improvement for people. Definitely, Jacob. And that, that episode is episode 10, The Sound of a Healthy Voice. Definitely worth listening to, I, I agree. The one that stands out for, for me um, well, the, the episode is episode eight, The Rise of the Elon Bots. I mean, I like that as a title, Jacob. Well done. <laughs> but that was about um, Tesla launching their all-purpose robot. And they had this big <laughs> demonstration of some robot going around watering plants and it got a bit panned. But it, it was, it's as we say in that episode, it's actually that Tesla are moving into this space. Not mm. so much... It wasn't so impressive. But look what they've managed to do in, yeah. in with cars. And we think they're going to do the same with de- daily robots, the sort of robots that mm. will be walking around your offices and your homes in, in the coming years. And I think that's something for me that I've generally enjoyed about DTR News is is hearing what the big boys, your, your Googles, yeah. your Facebooks, your Teslas, Microsoft, they are up to all sorts in this space. And we talk about a few of the different things, don't we? There's what Google's R&D labs. I think that was a recent one we spoke about. So it's been, I mean, it's exciting. But it's also a little bit scary sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Because they are just getting so far ahead, these these big American companies. So, yeah. I mean, we can shout out another episode here. Um, and that is Embodied AI episode three for season two, yeah. where we just sit around and we talk about these, this transformation where the digital and the physical is sort of through robotics becoming the same thing. And it's getting harder and harder to know what is digital and what is the real world. And I think that's a really like, yeah, that's a really good episode if you want a, a primer on that one. So, David, season three is coming up. 
we've said that we are going to take a break. Uh, we haven't really defined a release date, but it will come out, let's say, first half of next year. Um, what can we expect? Well, we are taking a break from publishing, but we are already working on season three. Um, yeah. In fact, we've already recorded a couple mm. of uh, episodes for season three. Um, but what we're looking to do I think what the listeners can expect from season three is we more documentary style. We want to kind of, we want to make a, a series type style documentary where we go deep into a particular topic and we bring in different voices related to that topic in a documentary style. So that's something I'm really looking forward to producing and doing the research for. It's, it's a lot of work, isn't it? But it's something we, we both really want to do. So that's one thing the listeners can expect is this kind of more deep dive documentary style. And it's a topic we're really interested in. And we think the listeners are going to be super excited about to find out more as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. The other, I think actually reflecting on the what the three different categories of guests that you highlighted before that we have mm -hmm. people from startups, the kind of, elder statesman of this for want of a better word we you know really experienced thought leaders in this space who can share their experience uh, and then the design perspective as well i think we're going to continue with those three but it's also we've been saying we want to bring in more perspectives from academia and policy don't we mm, yeah and i think that's really important um for for different reasons obviously but academia can teach us a lot about how to frame things what sort of i'm thinking systems thinking for example is one area where there's a lot of research that will help us do these things as we implement automation and digitalization but that i want to learn more about that stuff what can we sort of see that is coming up as well that is done in research and then from policymakers, I want to know what they know. How are they working on this? Um, I want to reach out to a politician and ask them, "How are you? What? 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 what how is the world going to look like?" Uh, so that's one thing that I'm working on is is finding someone that is interesting for you guys to listen to and that can give us some good answers on where where the world is heading from the political perspective anything else uh that we think we want to add in season three i mean i want to continue just working on the production uh i've been playing around with music a lot um if, if anyone has feedback on the music I'm, I'm happy to take it uh no but it's it's stuff like that it's it's really something that i think you just do things a lot and it sort yeah. of falls into place there have been a couple of occasions, hasn't there, Jacob, where I've had to tell you, I don't think the world is quite ready yet for the music <laughs> that, uh, <folks> that you... <laughs> you've been trying to push the envelope a little bit, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. No, I think, it's, be... I think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, uh, we I, I just want generally, we haven't spoken about this, and I don't know necessarily how we want to do it, but I'm pretty sure that we want to increase the level of listener participation. Yeah, we work from like design methodology 
when we create the podcast, we use design methods and design ways of working to produce our episodes. And that has worked out really well. One thing that we are doing, but that we need to to sort of look at how we can do is how how do we bring in our listeners uh, and the feedback that they might have or that they do have. Yeah, because it's been really useful when people have reached out to us. Um, and it's led to specific episodes, hasn't it, have come yeah. from uh, listeners getting in touch. But it's also led us to ask certain questions or bring certain questions to certain guests by by um, people contacting us. But I, I mean, I've had several really interesting follow-up discussions. People have come and spoken to me or messaged me about a particular episode and they've yeah. got thoughts that it's inspired them to be thinking about and it's led to different discussions. So that is something we want to bring into the podcast as well. How can we bring that kind of discussion and aliveness outside of the podcast that it's been generating for us into the show itself yeah i mean please keep reaching out please keep coming to us with suggestions or topics guests that you might want to listen to and we'll try to to get a hold of them one thing that we've really learned is that when we ask people to share an episode that really helps us in terms of listener numbers and that in turn helps us to do the podcast better um so if you have an episode your favorite episode and you have someone that you think might like to listen to it why not pair those two together i think that would be an excellent christmas gift for david and me as well if nothing else Um, send a link send your friends or colleagues a link to a podcast episode or share a link to an episode in your Teams channel or your Slack channel. People where you have a grouping of people who might be interested in listening to one of the episodes. That is a great way for us to organically increase the number of listeners. And then also just please talk about the podcast. I'm sure there's plenty of other things for you to be discussing about over the Christmas table, but people need to know about automation and AI. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe send them one of the scary news uh, episodes to get people to realize what's coming down. Yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you guys for doing that. Uh, and I hope that we can produce episodes that are up to the high quality standards of our listeners. Um, okay, summary, David. This has been great. I have really enjoyed season two. I think we've really starting to to get to some interesting stuff. Me too, Jacob. Thank you for being such a great co-host. And, and you. I get to talk to regularly. I appreciate you. I appreciate the listeners. Uh, stay tuned for season three. In the meantime, enjoy... Christmas and the New Year break. Whatever holiday you want to celebrate. Whichever. All holidays are equal. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. And we will be hearing... You will be hearing from us. For sure. There might be small things coming out. Definitely on our LinkedIn. So please, if you are interested in knowing more... Uh, sign up to our LinkedIn page and you'll get some small stuff in between season. Thank you all very much. Have a great day.
<clears throat> Sorry, I got a frog in my... I don't know. Uh, this, this is where my language... This is as far as it gets me. 